I got to tell you something very important, bro. Listen up, take heed. If you're a regular listener, you may have heard us talking about the incredible results our listeners have experienced from using Test X9, the all-natural testosterone booster that helps you get more drive, more strength, more energy, and helps you little... <coughs> oh, my God. Ah. All right, Jeff, I'm doing this over. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, guys, before we continue the show, I got to tell you something very important now. If you're a regular listener, you may have heard us talking about the incredible results our listeners have experienced from using Test X9, the all-natural testosterone booster that helps you get more drive, more strength, more energy, and helps your little general stand at full attention. Well, Legacy have leveled up again and are now offering a combination of products designed specifically for men who may feel like they've lost the edge. The Get Your Edge Back Stack. That's right, bro. Get your edge back. Maybe you're feeling more aches and pains than you used to. Maybe you lack motivation or drive. Maybe your mind isn't as sharp as it once was. Maybe it's time to get your edge back. This stack features Pro Collagen Plus to increase strength and rejuvenate joints. Test X9 to naturally boost your testosterone and total mind to improve brain function and memory. Try to get your edge back stack for 30 days and we're confident you will feel like a new man, especially if you're over 30. So go to the new improved LegacySups.com store and always use the code BRAND, all caps, bro, B-R-A-N-D, for 10% off your entire order. And while you're there, check out their best sellers like the amazing Sleep Aid, Recovery PM, and the new women's line, Her Legacy, brought to you by nine-time world champion Mickey James, bro. That is LegacySupps.com, L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com, and use the code BRAND, all caps, B-R-A-N-D. Bro, get the edge back today. This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be. It's about making this world a better place for you and for me. It's not about you. 
It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to April 3rd, 2023. Now I know I missed the last couple of weeks of That's Life, but for good reason. I was visiting the grandkids in Atlanta. And then when I usually record the show, which is on a Monday like today, I returned last Monday. We got to Colorado. There was a little bit of a uh, snowstorm going on. And plus, my father was with us. My father's staying with us now for a little while. So I kind of wanted to get him settled, bro. So I missed the last couple of weeks, but I am back. Um, and um, I should not be missing any more That's Life in the very, very, very near future. Um, I hope life is treating you well, man. Um, I hope you are living it to its fullest. I hope you are growing and becoming a better person more and more every day, man. That is what it's all about. It is all about the journey, man. It is all about the things that mattered. It is all about trying to figure out why you are here and what it is that you are supposed to be doing. I had a um I had a very weird um I had a very weird morning yesterday. I don't know if weird is the right word. That's why I'm I'm wrestling with it a little bit. Um, let me give you a little bit of a background, guys. I was raised Catholic. Um, I um, received communion. I received um, confirmation. Um, I went to catechism. Um, I did the whole thing, man. I was raised a straight arrow Catholic man. Now, I've told you guys this several times when I was a small kid. Uh, every Sunday, my parents would drag me to church, and I used to hate going to church. To me, church was the most boringest thing to do, man. I hated it. I hated it. Um, and I, I, I remember, man, I just wanted to get home to watch football. I always wanted to get home to watch football. Could not, could not stand going to church. I hated church. I was so bored in the Catholic Church. Now, this has nothing to do whatsoever with my belief in God because I did believe in God. Um, I believed in God with all my heart and soul. I just hated church. And it was very boring to me because, you know, you would have back then, 
you know, much older pastors who would just really talk over your head if if you were a child, e- even into your teens, uh, they were talking over your head. There was no connection. Um, they didn't make it relatable to me. So uh, it was just boring, man. I'm just, I'm being honest with you. But I did go, man. I, I, I went to church. I went to um, classes probably till I was about, shoot, bro, maybe 16 years old. So I had a good um, upbringing in the Catholic faith. But the problem was, bro, when I became a Christian, um, I saw, I saw me personally, if there are any Christian people, uh, Catholic people listening to this show, I saw a lot of flaws in the system. I saw a lot of discrepancies in the Catholic church than what I was reading in the Bible. Now you got to understand something, bro. Religion is man-made. Religion, man sets up the rules and the regulations. That's why you have so many different religions. You've got, you know, your Catholic, your, your Baptist, your Protestants, your Methodists. Uh, I can go on and on and on and on. The rules of each church are man-made. It's, it's the way they perceive the Bible as a group. And uh, when I became a Christian, the one thing, a couple of things really stood out to me was, you know, number one, God makes it clear. You do not pray to anyone else above him. Uh, you do not put other saints above him, any any false idols above him. And when you go to the Catholic Church, you're praying to all these saints. Uh, you're praying to the Mother Mary. You're you're, you're praying to Saint Christopher. Uh, you're you're paying you're you're praying to other saints outside of just God and Jesus. So I, I kind of found that being a conflict when you have these these statues um, idolizing these other saints when God makes it clear in the Bible, you are not to idolize or pray to other saints, only me. Then I really had a problem with the whole confession gimmick where you've got to go to a priest to confess your sins. And I guess at that point, he relays them to God. Well, when you read the Bible, bro, you understand that the whole crucifixion was about clearing our lane directly to God. And, you know, Jesus laying down on that cross as the crossroad to repair that road between man and God. So so now the communication with God is direct. When, when, when you pray, um, it's directly with him. You don't need to go through a middleman. So um, I kind of saw flaws 
in the Catholic religion. That's me, bro. You know, again, if you belong to any of these religions, I'm not going to tell you differently. That is your choice. I'm telling you what I saw and what I discovered. So where I'm going with this is my dad's in town. My dad, you know, has been going to church every Sunday, probably, bro, I'd say for the last 87 years, maybe. I would guess my dad has gone to church every Sunday since he's been five. So I'm not just going to drop him off, bro. I'm I'm not that kind of a son. Uh, I, I went with him. And I sat during the Catholic service as I did for many years as a child. And, man, I got to tell you, bro, um, it's the exact same. I, I mean, nothing, nothing has changed whatsoever. Um, I knew what went where. I knew what was coming next. And, bro, I probably hadn't been in the Catholic Church in, wow, I'd say 40 years, bro, maybe, give or take. It was all the same, bro. The the mass did not change. The prayers did not change. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, Bro, this is almost very cult-like. And I'm not saying cult-like in a bad way. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm talking cult-like in repetition. And this is the ceremony. And the ceremony has not changed. And, you know, this is how they dress. And this is when they serve the communion wafer. And, you know, it was identical to the same church I was going to when I was seven. And I, I I was feeling like, man, this is very cult-like. And again, not in a bad way. And um, I just really started thinking because, you know, cult, when you hear cult, man, it always has negative, negative connotations. Um, and, and I guess being in a cult is a negative thing, but I'm not saying there was anything negative about my experience at church. As a matter of fact, I'm glad I went with my dad. Um, It was pretty cool to visit the Catholic church again, but I was just overcome with this feeling of, of it being a cult. So like I always do, man, I kind of went to the Bible, and I went to ChristianPost.com, and I found this article, Billy Graham, Three Warning Signs That a Church Is Actually a Cult. Now, I think this is important to share with you, bro, because there may be people listening to this show going to church for the first time in a very, very long time. And just like I did, bro, just going back to the Catholic Church for the first time in a long time, and you may be feeling the same thing I'm feeling. Um, And that's why I wanted to talk about this today and bring it all out in the open. Because this article is by Michael Grabowski, Billy Graham, 
three warning signs that a church is actually a cult. There are three important questions to consider when determining whether or not a church is actually a cult, according to Reverend Billy Graham. Recently, a person asked the famed evangelist his opinion of the possibility that a given house of worship that they were invited to by a friend was, in fact, a cult. My neighbors, my neighbor keeps inviting me to her church, although, although, although they don't call it that. But someone told me it's a cult. How can I know? Inquired the person. In response, Graham laid out three things to consider. First one being, what do they believe about the Bible? Is it alone the word of God as Christians affirm, meaning that Christianity is not religion? Christianity is all about believing 100% in the word of God. So what do they believe about the Bible? Is it alone the word of God as Christians from, or do they add to it or claim they alone have trans translated it correctly? Second, what do they believe about Jesus? Is he alone the divine son of God sent to heaven to save us from our sins? Or do they deny this or claim we must work to save ourselves, continued Graham. Third, what do they believe about other Christians? Do they claim that they and they alone have the truth? Or do they rejoice that God is also at work elsewhere? Man, bro, those are three pretty simple rules to follow. Is it all about the word of God or have they changed the word of God, altered the word of God, added to it or translated it correctly? Do they claim that we have to good works? We have to work our way into heaven to save ourselves. And do they claim that they alone have the truth because they are Christians Or do they rejoice that God's also working in uh, others? Those are three great points, bro. Graham also commended the person for being careful about whether or not to attend the church and become involved in its congregation. I'm thankful you are cautious and don't want to become part of a group that will lead you away from the Bible, from what the Bible teaches, he said. While some cults openly deny the Christian faith, Others mimic Christian practices and actually claim to believe the Bible, although they deny some of its most important teachings. The word cult is is defined by Merriam-Webster as a small religious group that is not part of a larger and more accepted religion and that has beliefs regarded by many people as extreme or dangerous. Like I said, man, looking at yesterday, there was nothing dangerous about it. And it was obviously the Catholic religion is a huge religion. The term is frequently used to describe various religions, religious sects in a negative light, 
and is almost always a pejorative descriptor for a group. The debate over what constitutes a cult became a political one for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association in 2012 when the organization removed an article from its website calling Mormonism a cult following a meeting Graham had with the Republican presidential nominee Mitt Romney. The article described the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, commonly referred to as Mormonism, as a group that teaches doctrines or beliefs or beliefs that deviate from the biblical message of the Christian faith. BGEA Chief of Staff Ken Braun sent an email statement to the Christian Post in October 2012 that the article was removed because of the politics surrounding Romney's faith. Our primary focus at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association has also been promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ. We remove the information from the website because we do not wish to participate in a theological debate about something that has become politicized during this campaign, said Barnum. Okay, so... So many people get confused. I hate, bro, I hate people calling me religious. I hate people saying, oh, Vince Vince has become religious. There is a huge difference, bro, between religion and Christianity. Huge difference. I've gone over it so many times. I just experienced religion yesterday. Um, there are rules, there are regulations, they are very set in their ways. They have been doing things a certain way for years. And in my opinion, there are some discrepancies as it relates to the Bible. You know, bro, I was once looking into the uh, Jehovah Witness, and I found the same thing. I found that there were some very, very subtle changes from the true word of God that made it something else. Because those translations are man-made. I recommend, guys, that you take the Bible, the word of God, and you become one with the word of God and you really get into the word, and you pray that you you pray to God, you ask him to give me an open mind and an open heart as I read the Bible, and you let him speak directly to you. That, to me, is what Christianity is all about. Christianity is about you and God, bro. That that's what it's about, man. It is about your one-on-one relationship with God. And it's about him guiding you through the Bible and allowing you to see it through your eyes. Because I think when you read the Bible and when you study the Bible, bro, I think 
it affects each and every one of us differently. Uh, There are going to be things that jump out at us. Jump out at us, bro, and you're going to say, that was written for me. That was supposed to get my attention. And there are going to be some things that we gloss over. That may mean something completely different, different and may mean the world to somebody else. But it's that one-on-one, bro. It's getting in that word. It, it's praying to God to open you up and to guide you through that word. That's, that's the beauty of Christianity. Because once you start going to a, 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 a religious church, it's rules, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It is rules. Sit, stand, kneel. Sit, stand, kneel. Um, this goes here. Then we say this, and then we do that. Um, it is very, very regimented. Um, it's uh, very rigid. And uh, that's just not for a lot of people. But as I said, man, even when you dig deeper, You're just going to see, man, some things just don't jive with the word of God. And to me, that's where the discrepancy comes. And, bro, I haven't studied the Mormon religion. I haven't studied the Presbyterian uh, religion. I'm sure it's the same thing, man. The Lutheran religion. I'm sure it's the same thing. There are going to be things in that religion that is their translation on the Bible. That's why there's so many. Otherwise, there would be one religion. No, man, there are different takes and there are different opinions and views of God's word. I say the only view that counts and the most important view is your take and your view on God's word. To me, that's what Christianity is all about. So you can experience it, guys. Listen, I had no problem doing it. Um, I will probably go back next week. Obviously, next week is Easter. Uh, My dad's going to be waiting in line to go to church, bro. Um, And I do want to spend time with him since he's here. So I'm sure I will go for the Easter service. And I I could tell you from beginning to end exactly uh, what it's going to be. Um, and like I said, man, if that's your thing, I don't have an issue with you. I am not trying to talk you out of anything. I am not trying to persuade you one way or another. I don't freaking do that, bro. That is not me. So, guys, that is it, man. Go out there. Go explore. That is the only way you're going to experience what is right for you. Thanks for joining everybody, man. I really appreciate it. It was nice to be back and I will see you next week. That's life. That's what this show is all about. It's about the trials and tribulations and making it through every single day. It's about being the best you absolutely can be it's about making this world a better place for you and for me it's not about you 
It's about the one who created you. And it's not about what you want. It's about what he wants. You were created with a purpose that only you can fulfill. You were created to glorify him and glorify his kingdom. You were created with a job to do. That's life. My job is to tell you the impact that God had on my life once I let God take over. That is my story to tell. That's life.